Lance Lynn ready to go on FT Live. Lance, how you doing? And, you know, since we spoke a few weeks ago, you've struck out like a billion batters. What's going on, dude? I uh, just kind of find my groove finally. Uh, you know, got a, some new toys to work with, figuring out how to work with them, when to use them, how to use them, how to get them to tunnel off everything. So, you know, the old phrase, uh, teaching old dog new tricks is starting to pay off. I, I honestly think it was either Gloria or the Vino. I, I, you can tell me different. Uh, I won't tell you either one because you know both of them happened. <laughs> hey Let's you go. finally you finally took my advice not my card table advice but you took my advice virtually. no you can't take your card playing advice or you're gonna be down a little bit but right, definitely <laughs> definitely got me hot with the strikeouts that's for sure hey what are you doing what are you doing all-star break you got any plans oh uh, it's gonna be we're gonna be on a boat all four oh. days so we're looking forward to it uh all the kids wow. are ready to go a little lake time that's pretty sweet you stay on the boat uh no no, we stay at the lake house, which has a boat. So there we're going to be go. all right. We're, we're going to enjoy ourselves. Okay. Are you? Do you get a lot of sleep during All-Star break, or you got to run around with the kids? Like, Do you feel like the first half of the season is, is a rush and you need to kind of like, you know, charge the battery? Uh, yeah. I mean, once you have four kids, there's no charging the battery. You're up at <laughs> six to seven every morning, no matter what. So, uh, you know, if it's not one of them, one of the three are up, or one of the four are up, no matter what what time of day it is. So you're always on the go and, uh, you know, just get used to it. Hey, when you said you found your groove, I want, I want you to explain that to some people, especially like the younger generation out there. Cause when they're struggling, all of a sudden the world's coming to an end. What does that mean? Like finding your groove? Did you change something? What, what exactly are you talking about? Well, I mean, for me, you know, you play the game for a long time, you know, what got you here. Uh, so, made sure that those things are where they needed to be. Uh, there was a few minor little changes I needed to make mechanically and or, you know, with some some way I was, uh, you know, coming set and things like that, making sure I was good there. And then you just kind of, once you lock that in, you can just go, you find your groove is you're not worried about any of those things. You remember at the plate, you're worried about where your hands are, you know, how you're striding and, and your load and all that. Next thing you know, the ball is by you or, or you're taking a bad swing and not paying attention. So, I went back to basics with my mechanics um, and, and how I like to attack people. And then I just worried about making pitches and then started adding to that with, uh, you know, a different, you know, a couple different pitches here and there um, and how I used them. And then you start worrying about making pitches and not worrying about uh, anything else and good things happen. Are there strikeouts coming naturally or do, is there more to what you're talking about where you're going to get more chase and more swing and miss. I asked that because, I mean, we've talked in the past. Sometimes you're like, I don't give a shit about strikeouts. I can do seven, eight, nine innings, two Ks, one run. I'm good to go. Yeah. I mean, you're looking at the, uh, the, the way it is though, like my strikeout games are my longest games. I'm going out and, and pitching too. So the strikeouts are coming easy and they're coming quick and they're not coming with a whole lot of pitches. So, um, if you can do that, then everything, uh, everything's perfect. Uh, when you get yourself in troubles, when you strike out, you know, 12 guys and and next thing you know, you're out of there, 10 guys, you're out of there in the fifth inning and you, you got your bullpen have to cover four, four innings worth of stuff. So I've been able to get through the seventh, um, a lot of those games and, you know, things are, things are in a good spot, uh, physically, uh, you know, all in all, you know, everything's uh, where you want it to be. You know, I like for my win loss and ERA to be better, but it's been a weird, uh, been a weird year on that end, but all in all, you know, I can't complain except for winning more games as a team, that's for sure. Hey, Lance, what's going on, man? How you been? I've been all right. Hanging in there, <laughs> hanging in there, dealing with these kiddos, but I'm oh, yeah. good. <laughs> man, quick question, tough question for you here. 
what's the vibe in the clubhouse? Is it is it wave the white flag vibe or <laughs> let's take our all star break, regroup, and let's get after it uh, after the break? Uh, you know how we are. We're all ingrained on hey, when there's no waving the white flag, doesn't matter mm-hmm. if it's uh, you know what time of year it is. Everybody's working their you know working their ass off. To be honest mm-hmm. with you, you can't be more proud. Um, a lot of these guys, the steps they're taking, um, you know, hasn't translated in win losses. Um, but hopefully, you know, keep that process now and then you get to the, you know, take a little breather at the break. Like you said, you need those those breaks. We've been pushing hard with no luck. Hopefully we can have a little break, keep pushing everything and all the work you put in starts paying off. And then you can go on a little run here and then show everybody in the you know front office we can add a little bit and then see where we're at going down the stretch. But there's definitely no white flag. Um, guys are guys are working hard. Um, you know, no one's quitting. And uh, you know, we got a good group. We just got to make sure everybody stays on task. And and uh, you know, the ultimate goal is to win whatever game you're playing that night. And try not to look ahead. And then also not worry about what's happened so far. And you know, we're trying to preach that every day. Mm-hmm. Hey, we've been talking about the home run derby a lot on here. Um, I did it for three years. We got Luis Robert going in for the home run derby. Heavy. He's a he's a favorite. He's close to being a favorite. Actually, he's got one of the more home runs in the American leagues. Has he been practicing for one? And what do you think? What do you expect out of him this home run derby? So I haven't seen any practicing yet, but um, what he's doing on the field tells me he's going to be just fine. Um, so man, my my man's coming into his own. Finally, showing the you know he's been healthy all year for one, but he's also showing the whole world you know that sixty game stretch he had in the pandemic year is who he who he can be and what he's about. So. You know, I'm proud of the way he's, you know, kind of taking a, a leadership role. He's becoming his own person. He's becoming, you know, he's got a plan every day. Um, it's fun to watch. So, you know, hopefully he goes to the All-Star game and shows everybody how talented he is because he's one of the more talented guys I've ever played with. And he's learning and day in and day out. And, you know, that, as you know, guys know, that's fun to watch a player grow and, and become confident and become the star that he's capable of being. So he's been awesome. And, uh, you know, hopefully uh, he can show in the home run derby. He's obviously got the power to do it. Um, but, you know, we'll see what we'll see what that looks like. I don't I don't know if he's practiced yet, but I'm sure that's coming here soon. Hey, we also talked about um, the Houston game yesterday. Chaz McCormick ran down first big. I don't know if you saw this video. He kind of swiped at Ty France's glove and hit his arm and knocked it back. I don't Did you happen to see that yesterday? I haven't seen it. He tried to do the A-Rod to Bronson Royal back then. Yes. 100%. Okay. So that's basically what he did. Actually pulled his arm back, and he still caught the ball. Now, okay. my, my question to you, uh, here, here's the video if you could see it. Oh. Look okay. Oh, yeah. Still, still caught it. So he still caught it. Now, you're pitching today. If you're on Seattle, you're pitching today. Is there any bow ties going on or no? <laughs> Um, yeah, he's going to, I mean, he's going to feel that swipe. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> I know. My man. No, I, I know. That's the old school. I love about it. No, listen. And you know what? There's no intention. Put one in the back and, and, and you move on right or wrong. Yeah. I mean, he know. I mean, obviously you run down line things, weird things happen. He probably didn't even think about it. It just kind of happened. But now, you know, uh, you know, get one in the ribs the next day, you know, Hey, I definitely should think about that and make sure I never do it again. So, I don't think he did it on purpose. There's probably no, uh, you know, ill intent there. But obviously, you got to protect your guy because you know you don't know what could happen there. Could have ripped out shoulder or wrist or something crazy. Um, so you obviously got to make sure that uh, you're going to protect your guys as a as a pitcher, especially when something uh, weird and and something unnatural like that happens. How does that work 
within the clubhouse. Like, let's say that's your ball club, right? Your Seattle. You see that next day starter. Is he just noticing right from the jump what's going on? Does someone need to make him aware of the situation? Does someone have a conversation like maybe the catcher going, hey, we had, we had a problem yesterday. We got to <laughs> fix it. Uh, I think it's uh, depends on who's starting. If he's a veteran, I'm, I'm sure that uh, he already knows what he's going to do going in. If it's a younger guy, uh, maybe a veteran pitcher, catcher, go up and talk to him. Be like, hey, this guy's first at bat. Um, uh, forcing him at the hip sounds like a perfect way to get started in that at bat. Um, just to just to kind of tell him hello. Uh, we remember what happened yesterday, and let's not have it happen again. So. Uh, and then obviously if you're a veteran, you know that, you know, Hey, maybe when I throw a sinker in there, maybe that sinker's got a little extra life on it today. <laughs> <laughs> I know there you, you talk about veterans. I, I'm, I'm going to bring up uh Wainwright, uh, Wayno, you know, watching him struggle a little bit and then going on the IL man, talk a little about him. It's got to be tough to watch a little bit knowing how close you are with him. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's obviously a fantastic human being and he's had a great career also. And I know that, you know, he's been he's been really pushing to get that 200th win. And I know I was with him in the, in the classic. You know, he was, you know, trying to get it going. Uh, you know, and I was talking about, I was like, man, how's it going? He goes, I'm old. And I go, I told you you're old six years ago and you're still doing it. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know what you want me to tell you. He goes, I, you know, but, you know, obviously you want to, you, I mean, I want to see him to get to 200 and, and ha have that accomplishment because he's had such a great career. Um, but he's battling and I, knowing Adam, you know, he's going to take this little break here, get himself right and then figure out how to be productive down the stretch, because that's what he does when just when you think he's done and out or or, you know, he got an injury or something like that. He always seems to find a way back and he always seems to find a way to be competitive because that's just just who he is. He's going to will himself to do that. And uh, that's what's made him a great a, not only a great person, but a, a great player for a long time. Hey, Lance, I want to ask you about Fernando Tatis Jr. He's having a great year coming back from the PED suspension. He doesn't get voted in by the players to the All-Star game. Do you think that was a message sent? And would you have voted for him? Or I guess you did technically get to vote for All-Stars, right? I don't. Did, I, did we vote for the National League? I don't, I don't know. I don't no, think I, don't I did vote I for the National League. So then no. So would you vote for him? And what do you think? Because it seems like the players kind of send a message. I wonder if that's a one-year message. Um, or if that continues, it's, it almost reminds me of, you know, sometimes with the hall of fame where guys are like, uh, you know, uh, writers will say, ah, this is a steroid speculation guy for me. I'm going to ding him a year. I'm, I'm going to tell you, he, cause he, how many games he missed this year for that suspension? N not 20? a ton, like 20 ish. Yeah. But still like, if you look at what he's done since he's, I mean, been he's back, had a great, he's had a great run since he's been back. I'll give yeah. him that. And he's a great player. I'm going to tell you that there's probably a good chance that he got dinged for that. Um, just because you're looking at, you know, who, who the other outfielders and stuff that, you know, they've had great years too, but they've been here from the get go and they don't have that. Hey, he already missed time for a, a suspension of, uh, you know, of a, of an enhancer. So I'm going to tell you, it's probably going to be a one year ding just cause, and it's because of the, there was already a suspension this year. I think if that suspension was over last year and he started the year, I don't think you would have saw it. So I think it's one of those things where people are like, man, he didn't even start the year because of this. I can't vote for him. Um, but everybody knows he's a great player. I've heard nothing but good things about him as a dude. Um, you know, he, he, he did something he shouldn't have done, and he, he's paid the punishment for it. But I will say that um, most likely that's probably what, what happened. Um, I don't think it's something that's going to continue. I think it's one of those things where, hey, you were suspended this year for it too. So, 
you know, it's, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to write that name down when you know a guy's already served a suspension this year for it. Do you think that we should add that eventually? Like, would that be one layer? Cause I know, you know, you're ineligible for playoffs regardless for that year. Do you think one all-star game should be removed too to kind of separate a little more and not put it on the players? So I, I, I think if I remember correctly, I think I talked to Fraser about this when we were in uh, Texas together. I think if you get popped for a PD, I think that you should never be able to win a postseason award. You should never be able to win MVP. You should never be able to win silver sluggers, anything along those lines. Anything that's individual accolades, if you've been popped at any time, are done for your career. You can make all the money you want and help teams win, but you yourself have lost all privileges to have anything individual and be promoted for that. I like that. I like yeah. that a lot. Actually. Yeah, you like that, Lev? I do. I like yeah. that a lot. We did talk about that for sure. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I remember who it was when we were there. We're like, man, he's a good player, but it's like you're gonna get you're gonna get you know celebrated for you know something individually. But mm-hmm. it's like, man, you got you got the uh, you know you got that cloud over your head, and, and you know there's guys that are you know never done anything that you know are right there behind you, and you can't. It's like, hey. You've already you've you've made your choice. You're going to be able to make your money, but you don't get any any individuals hmm. because you've uh, you know cheated the system. Hey, last question for me. Um, your best All Star moment because you you're you've been there two times. Uh, Kane's been there two times. I've been there two times. And I wish it was more, but give me a, give me a moment for you. Was it just standing on the field, you know, with your kids? Did you have your kids on the field, something, or was it like a moment in the game or something like that? Yeah, I mean, I was obviously when you have all your all your kids, you're going down the red carpet and you have everybody dressed up and all that. That's pretty cool, pretty cool feeling. Um, but when when you take the mound, for me, when I took the mound, it's like all right, here, there's there's no other game going on. Uh, there's nothing else anybody's watching except me pitch against uh, you know whoever's in the box. is is a cool feeling. The only other time you'll ever have that is in a World Series, and uh, you know I've been able to have both of those at the same time, or you know both of those experiences. So. It was pretty cool um, to have that. And it's just like, hey, I'm against the best on the other side. And here we go. Hey, Lance, and last one on my side, because I don't I don't remember. We might have talked about it. Maybe the first combo that we had with you months back. Um, the beard's looking like real solid right now. It's in it's in midseason form. It's ready for the all star break. It's thick. Do you remember how difficult it was for you to feel like your face was naked? With the Yanks, because Todd Father went through that, and it's pretty tight right now. No, but but he's grown it out. Morning. Yeah, it's it's tight mine, now mine was, mine from the barber. But it was it was getting thick over here too. And like we're we're anti facial hair policy, or at least I am at FT. Wear whatever the hell you want on your body or your face. Yeah, there's nothing worse than uh, I mean, heck, I was 31 <laughs> years old. I don't remember the last time I saw a razor when I got traded over there. So there was no no worse feeling every day than waking up and shaving. Your face hurt. You were just like, man, I look terrible. I was like, God, man, I look like an overgrown 12-year-old. I was like, it was just a bad, bad feeling all the way, all the way around. My kids were like, who is this? I don't even want to look at him. So it was uh, it was definitely something that <laughs> I did not enjoy, and the family was weirded out by it for sure. And you know what they say, you can't polish a turd. So either way, it's fine. No, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> Lance, I love you, brother. Thanks for coming on with us, man. Thanks for we'll having me, fellas. Soon. Enjoy the boat and the break, dude. See you guys later. Appreciate you. Lance Lynn from the Chicago White Sox uh, getting a nice little break coming up.
um, with the All-Star Week next week. And we're a minute away from Matt Strom joining us from the Philadelphia Phillies. We're going to talk a little cards. We can get this set up at least. Do you want to? Yeah, no doubt. You want to tell everybody yeah. what we're working with? We didn't want to go too big. And if, if the interview gets long, you know, we can start to crack one more box. But we, we didn't no. want to. And sorry, Lo, you'll, you'll have to just watch. Watch us uncover some gems right here. Right. But so we're we going to rip some packs. 2021 um, five-star tops. It's got two autograph cards per box. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, there's only two cards. Oh, is it? This is only oh, two so cards. Oh, so then we might have yeah. to rip another here while we're doing it, too. So we also have the... No, we, yeah, we can we can rip another. This we'll, is, we'll save I like, this one for last. How about that? Save that for last with him? Yeah. I like this. This is the uh, big league baseball top set 2023 find one become a big leaguer scratch off inside so yeah. i like the the art on this one no, on the front nice. and it's not this isn't the, the point is we just we don't want to do an interview where we're ripping eight thousand packs at a time so yeah and then we have the top 2023 series one has one autograph or relic card in every yeah. box so that one will save because that a lot one of cards in this one. that one's hefty I yeah. will say they both are. We can open a couple and see what happens. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll take some out here. Strom's going to join us in just a sec. By the way, for the Phillies yesterday, big win over Tampa Bay. Big sweep over Tampa wow. Bay. The yeah. Rays have lost five in a row. Phillies have these ebbs and flows to them, where you're like, are they going to be the Phillies old or are they not? And <laughs> all of a sudden, you, you're beating really good teams now coming through it's like ah now you got the all-star break too low candy's like no we don't want to stop keep going so hopefully they keep it rocking there for the phillies happy for him like you said wheeler going tonight it's gonna be it's gonna be a good matchup for sure yeah 100 you definitely you definitely like i say when you're rolling you will just want to keep rolling you know but uh the break is coming and i feel like as a as a unit all around, there's just solid. They have solid players, solid pitching, solid position players. I feel like they should be winning consistently. So, like I said, they're on a roll now. So, hopefully, they can continue to keep it going. Let's get into it right now with Matt Strom of the Philadelphia Phillies. Two big innings yesterday for the Phils in the sweep of the Rays. A few strikeouts. Rays, I mean, Phillies bullpen has been on fire lately. They pull up the sweep. They've won 12 games in a row on the road. And most importantly, currently being shot the card life which will begin airing on july 15th on tons of regional sports networks across the country i'm sure you can catch online content as well so how'd i do with the intro matt how you doing man <laughs> great great how are you guys doing what up low what's going on strom how you doing man good y'all don't know we played together i don't know if you guys know no no, no 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 we didn't know. Still tell, like tell us more how <laughs> was low now, matt so. <laughs> what was that how was Low? Did he take you out? Oh, Low was unbelievable. His feet always hurt, but he got the job done all the time. <laughs> that was just to steal bases, dude. That was part of the whole the whole trick that he would pull at first. Exactly. You uh, see him walking in after the inning, and you're like, no way this guy's still in second if he gets on. No, he's gone. <laughs> he's tricking everybody. Ridiculous. Absolutely. It's the okie doke, right? Forget about Low. I want to talk about cards, man. Listen. My question to you is, I'm, I'm a card collector, not as crazy and avid as you, but which is fine. I love cards and everything. Yeah. Like, tell people out there who don't understand, when you get a box or a loader or whatever it is, just that feeling, once you get it in your hands, knowing, like, there might be something unbelievable in this box, like the excitement. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been trying to uh, keep boxes and collect boxes myself, but uh, I got a bad habit of opening them all. So, uh, it's just, it's an adrenaline rush. I talk to guys all the time like a lot of guys go to the casino they love 
love gambling. That's my form of gambling is trying to chase the big hit in one of those boxes. And I don't know, it's a little adrenaline rush and it makes me feel like a 10 year old kid again. And do you collect from dudes that Homer off you? Is that true? Yeah, so if you've taken me deep, I try to get a unique card of yours. Um, I try to do like a rookie autograph card, but guys like Freddie Freeman take me deep, and I'm not looking to drop ten grand after he just took me deep. So kind of <laughs> a little salt in the wound. Yeah, like uh, right now, if you give one up to Ellie De La Cruz, it's going to yeah. cost you a lot, right? I already got a few of them, so I got a few of his already. So Oh, you do? Okay. Up, hopefully they don't go into my box. They just stay outside of it, but we'll see. <laughs> I like it. I like it. And also, we'll, we're going to mix in ripping some packs as as we chat, unless our producers tell us that our pack ripping is making too much noise. But So we, we've got two here while while we converse. Show them the big one for the finale and so right see if he knows. So right before you get off, I'm going to I'm going to – Open this to it's got two autograph cards. It's tops five star 2021 box. Okay. So this is going to be the real deal. Holy field here for today, at least. Love those, I guess, love those boxes. The, the big, the, the boxes with the few cards, it just, it's always a little more exciting because of uh, how much you oh. put into it just for two cards. <laughs> it's unbelievable. And you're guaranteed auto. So, you know, you're getting something good. It's not like you're ripping through commons, right? Yes. Yes. Right. And then the other one we have right now is big league baseball tops. I like the art. Have you seen these yeah. ones before? Yeah. Designs are really cool on those. Those are fun rips, especially for kids that are just getting into it. So the art inside too is, is pretty unique on some of these cards? The the big league cards are just kind of, uh, I don't know, just a more traditional. Like I said, they, they target the younger younger group, make it more affordable. Yeah. The, you're not going to really find any like big cards in that one, I would assume? No, Yeah. Your pack odds are way less than that. Um, yeah. The, the bigger boxes get a little more exciting, but they're also very disappointing sometimes. <laughs> very, very true. Now, they, say, they said, I've read, you have probably over a million cards in a separate room in your house. Is that true? Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't need my wife knowing that. So I just oh, I, well. I keep the door closed. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> there's it's a problem in there for sure. I got to hey. organize it one day, but it's going to take forever. Oh. Keep pitching the way you are, and you're you're in good shape. So yeah. as we're doing this, run me through last night. So it's random. I swear, I get the text that that we're gonna talk to you on Friday. I'm watching the Thursday night game. You're one of the post game interviews. First off, you have Stott and Marsh, just like the uh, the water brigade coming over and splashing uh, you. But the favorite question for me was how hyped up you are after a win like that, and the bullpen went five hitless. And you're yeah. like, yeah, I'm probably not getting to bed until like three or four in the morning. So what time did you yeah. actually bed hit or face hit pillow fall asleep? I mean, I think my Uber Eats delivered to the hotel at like 320. <laughs> hit, hit the bed at the, after that. So probably got to bed right around four. There you go. Okay. Is it hard to fall asleep after a game like that where you guys are facing one of the best teams in the bigs? Yeah, especially as a reliever when your ultimate adrenaline spike is at 940 at night and then you got to come down from that it just takes takes a little bit especially for me to eat like i'm not able to eat right after i pitch it takes me forever to even feel hungry or have an appetite like i said i ordered food at three o'clock last night and it was just like i need it but i'm not hungry figure it out but uh starting it's a lot easier for me because you're usually done in like the seventh hopefully not but you are and then you have a couple innings to come down from it and it's a lot easier as a starter than a reliever, but it's it's an adrenaline rush like none other. 
Strom, I want to I want to go back to the you know the the baseball cards for a second. Yeah, breaking up here. Yeah, I want to go back to the baseball cards for a second. What you got? Um, just two quick questions for you to have that amount of cards. Like, when did you start collecting, and what kind of got you into you know collecting the baseball cards? Yeah, so I mean, I collected as a kid, just kind of like most kids do, the full sets, collecting your local team. Like, I collected a lot of the Minnesota Twins, and then. Darren Erstead grew up an hour and a half from me, and I collected a ton of Darren Erstead cards. Rick Helling, another Fargo, North Dakota guy, and uh, got out of it when I was like 15. Didn't get back into it until 2018, and it was my brother who got me back into it. He, uh, My brother is an entrepreneur. He could sell a polished turd to a rock collector. like He figured it all out, and uh, he was doing that with cards. And one day I just stopped at a store on my way home, picked up a box, opened it up with him. And we hit a Ronald Acuna rookie cup to, or no, it was a rookie to 150. And again, the adrenaline rush that just hooked me back into it. And then a majority of my cards, when I first got back into cards, like I said, my brother was flipping them and we ended up buying a collection off a guy who was getting out of cards. And that one collection was probably quarter million car it was unbelievable i filled my filled my ford explorer with boxes and boxes and boxes and bought it off the guy and we went through it all it was it was really fun and that's that's a majority of where i mean probably not i guess it's only 25 percent of what i got and then wow. I went down the rabbit hole started buying cases left and right from 19 all the way until now and i never get rid of them i'd never really sell cards i didn't get into that big crave of flipping them i just i just have them so so I'm trying to figure out why you never sent over a card to me. So I looked up my stats against you, 0 for yeah, 3, man. and then I looked up Kane's stat. He was 1 for 3. So him and I yeah. never hit a homer off you. So that's, no, that's a shame. No, that's no. A shame. And I, I also – I just – I haven't gotten myself to send over cards to other guys. I don't know why. It's just – I guess it's the competitor in me. Like, yeah, I don't want to send you a card and be like, oh, this guy thinks I'm cool. He's not going to throw a heater under my hands. Well, <laughs> there was a pitcher that used to send over a bunch of cards. Who the heck was that? Mishik. Yes, yes, yes. Yep. Yep. Yes, yeah, all the time. A, yeah. I've, uh, and again, like to each their own, however you collect is how you collect. But I just, I love cards. It's, it's fine. I'm labeled as a card guy, but I definitely don't want to be labeled as like an autograph hound. Mm. Definitely. Hey, I, and I now I, I think it's time. I'm like being very impatient. Yeah, here, so you can do it. You can break it mid-interview. No rules. It's time to let's open this bad boy up let's real quick. You, let's see. Bro, what would it be crazy? Is we, that, uh, top rookie is that Wander Franco was 22, right? Hey, 2021 five-star. Trying to think the top rookie we want out of there. Usually says it on here, but now no names. But we'll see. We'll give it a shot here. This is our – our big box of the day, man. I'll get up close and personal here. I got to make sure I do this right. Get a Strom signed autograph card here. That'd be Hell yeah. Good. That'd be a disappointment in that box. For me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to get a card to go on top here. Why not get a Mike Trout card? Oh, to go on top. So we can't see. Don't look. Don't okay. Look, I'm not looking. I'm not looking no. either. Looking are they out. thick, those cards? I'm looking. Yeah, they're, they're pretty too, cool. They just they you are, can feel how expensive they are. Yeah, they are really thick. Oh, I don't know if we could zoom. It's tough to yeah. zoom in, but you now can we got, tell like these. Look how thick wow. these are. So here, okay. So first one here, we got to reveal it. Oh, we'll go this way. All right. Yeah, and then look at the screen. 
Oh, it's a little blurry. Here we go. Hold on. We're fixing oh, focus. No, I'm going the wrong way. Oh, yeah. This way. Oh, there they're sideways? Oh, yeah. There it is. Oh, is that a bat? That looks like a Yankee pitcher. Yes. It is. Eight out of ten, Devi Garcia. That's a pretty oh, shot. Oh, Devi Garcia. Okay. The gold auto. Gold. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. What's the top auto? Do you know for that? Fuck. Uh, tw- 21. I was trying to think of who, like, it's usually the top position player of that year, whatever rookie. I mean, okay. And you want gold auto? I mean, you'd want the one of one. That'd be unreal. Right. Eight out but, of 10 I mean, of 10, of 10 is unbelievable. That's, That's a nice really low print run. Yeah. And then the last but not least, we're going to go down here to see here we have. I got the shot here, too, so I can lefty, I can set us up. It looks like Max Kepler. Kepler. Not bad. Not what, bad. How many How many in that one? Uh, it's not numbered. Oh, okay. Just five-star autograph in blue. I believe Max. their autos are limited. It's not numbered, but I believe it's limited to 150. So that print run of that card should only be 150. Shows all but the stats on the back there. I mean, I should have a really, shot now. They're really heavy cards too. I really oh, yeah. like them. I should have. There we go. Beautiful. Oh, there we go. That's yeah, a nice that body. Vladdy. You like that Vladdy? Yeah, that's really nice. Yeah, because we do this like almost every Friday during the show. During one of our uh, those card combos. stands are really cool too. Did you guys make those? The stands? Yeah. And our dude behind the oh, scenes, our PA Jesse. Jesse, Big Jesse, you made them. Nice. You got the shout out, Jesse. There you go. Little Otani yeah. in the middle. Uh, relevant. I know the card's not worth necessarily a ton. It's not like an auto. See, or that's what's anything, cool about but... collecting to me is like everyone always asks me like, "Hey, what's the most expensive card you got?" And it's like, well. I got a card again. I got a card that's probably worth two hundred dollars on eBay, but I'm not going to sell it to anyone if they offer me five grand just because what it means to me and the I don't know. Cards tell stories. Like if Shohei Otani is your favorite player, that card's really cool to you, even though it's probably only a three to five dollar card. But it's just, I mean, again, I'm I'm not in into it for the the value of it as much as I am. Just I like the cards. Cards tell stories to me, and that's that's what they are. Where, where do you think this Phillies team is going, man? Because you guys are veering in the right direction. How's the clubhouse feel? What are you guys talking about? I mean, I feel like you guys are going to be in for a good run here come second half. Yeah, I mean, obviously we didn't have the start we wanted. Um, we look around this clubhouse and it's 26 talented dudes. I mean, even look at our AAA team. We got big league relievers down there left and right. And it's uh, we're, we're set up to do what we need to do and, uh, you know, we just got to take care of business. And again, it's a bunch of veterans in this clubhouse. They're all professional. They all go about their, their job. There's not talk what we need to do. Cause we all know what, it, what it is. And uh, we just go out there every day and do our job and compete. Do you um, trade cards with anybody on the ball club? Anyone else interested in collecting? Like is Bryce into this stuff at all? Uh, I don't know if he's into it as much as ripping packs and, finding certain cards. He, I'm sure he's got some of his own, but uh, Connor Brogdon rips cards with me every now and then. Um, I actually, Caleb Cotham, our pitching coach, got into it. Kevin Long's big into it, actually. Um, but last year in Boston, I'd, I'd say probably right after the break is when I got guys starting to turn and interested in it. And by the end of the year, we'd have eight to ten guys around a table in the clubhouse opening cards. It was, it was really fun. 
but uh, you know, it's it's I don't know. I get I get called the nerd all the time in the clubhouse for opening cards and all that. It's 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 a kid's hobby, so to speak, is what a lot of people look at it as. But I don't know. It's just it's my little niche, and I enjoy it. Such a nerd that you're gonna host your own yeah. TV show. Be like, how about that? Huh? Exactly. How about that? Um, exactly. I got a few more that are emerging, so I'll take Kepler off here. There's a Degrom. It's out of 4.99 from this uh, tops, but th- this one, this one's got a little to it. 1988 tops baseball relic card from the uh, series one, and we've got we've got a little uni patch going on for Mr. Cole. Nice. I like that one. It's got the classic look with the uni to it. Hey, tell me about Bryce though. What's up with him right now? Um, how's he doing? I know, you know, he's dealt with some injuries and came back super early and I feel like he's going to have a big second half too. And depending on what happens at the trade deadline with the Phils, like if they don't trade for Paul Goldschmidt, Bryce Harper might be your first baseman when you look over. Yeah. I mean, uh, watching him at first, he's an unbelievable athlete. I mean, we all, know his story of being a catcher and whatever he's he can do whatever you ask him to do uh his injury too i've i did the same thing back in 2013 i had tommy john and for him to be back as quick as he is is unbelievable and then for him to perform at the level he's performed with such a quick return it's it's mind-boggling to me each day what he's doing and i mean all you can do is tip your cap and I mean, the guy's got to be a superhero somehow. (laughs) Does he always have great one-liners? Like, there were a couple things last year in the playoffs that came out afterward from being mic'd up. Like, just money lines. Like, who do we have? Garrett Stubbs was on with us one of the first few weeks that this show was live. And I'm trying to remember the exact words he said. But it was something along the lines of when he hit his big playoff home or the iconic moment where he was just like, that was fucking awesome. You know, like, but way cooler, way cooler the way he worded it. Yeah, no, he have a lot of that in him. Definitely does. And I just think that's because he's he's the ultimate competitor. Winning is everything to him. And I mean, when you're that way, it's I mean, it just comes out of you naturally. But uh, the as far as one liners, I think Stubby 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 kills the one liners. (laughs) Stubby keeps (laughs) it loose, no doubt. I love that. I love that. Um, what do you got? We're still looking, man. You're looking, still looking, looking for, for gold? Still looking. <laughs> yeah. You can look all day in those packs. It's addicting. Oh, my God. Yeah, and this is a big box, too. You actually almost, almost got through it. I'm you got the series one, series one Jumbo. Yeah. Series it says one. Get a, an auto in here. And we got like you haven't one. gotten one yet? Not yet? There's definitely an auto in each box. So that's got to be the pack. Otherwise, yeah. I'm calling them up. No? Not yet. We got a couple. We got oh. four more left. Okay. Um, well, hey, are you a Grateful Dead fan? I see the poster behind you. No, I'm in the clubhouse manager's uh, closet area. Okay, right. <laughs> I love it. Well, Matt, we'll we'll let you jump. I know you got a big uh, a big game tonight. We're looking forward to checking out the ball club and and the relief pitching's been out of control right now. So so keep it up with the boys. We enjoyed ripping some packs with you. We'll look out for the show when it's coming up and give it a little pub as well from our side. So thanks for hanging out with us, man. Right on. No problem, guys. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you. Matt Strom from the Philadelphia Phillies. Phil's taking on the Marlins tonight. And uh, Lo, actually, that's another reason why you picked that as the game that you want to go to later because I didn't realize you and Strom had a little bit of time together. Yeah, got a little little history together, you know. So, uh, yeah. yeah. He, he was a pleasure playing with, man. Uh, we had a blast out there. But, Super uh, chill. As, I love I it. I guess I'm well known for, you know, hobbling around the field. So, 
Everybody says that, right? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I love it. Hey, FT Live fam. If you're new to the party on the BetMGM Sports app, enter the promo code FOUL, F-O-U-L, for up to $1,000 back if your first bet loses. It's simple. Ready? Download the BetMGM Sports app on iOS or Android or visit BetMGM.com. Sign up and deposit into your newly created account. Place your first bet offer and receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if it loses. If the bet does lose, your bonus bets will be available once the wager is settled. Gotta use the bonus code, Foul. 